The following is a public service announcement. Hey everyone, welcome to the Horror PSA presented by Scary Nerd. And as always, we are your hosts. I'm Paul. I'm Sol. And I'm Angie. So let's get right into it today. We're talking about Idle Hands, the 1999 classic featuring Devin Sawa, Seth Green, and many, many more. A very young Jessica Alba, which Angie's been known to hate. Meh. Been known to hate. <laughs> well, she's made it clear in the past that she Let does it be not written. like her. Let it be written. Are you writing this? She she said in the past that she does not care for Jessica Alba. She's just awful. Even in the roles that she's not trying to be awful in, she is awful. She's like the opposite of Kristen Stewart. You know how Kristen Stewart can't emote? Uh, Jessica Alba emotes too much. Like, she just <laughs> needs to chill out. She just looks always confused. She does. in this movie, she just looked like, I'm lost and I don't know where I am. And sometimes when she's thinking really hard, she looks like she's in pain. And I just <laughs> I don't get it. All right. Does we're not, doing, okay, we're not here to shit on Jessica Alba for an <laughs> Sorry, hour. Sorry, Jessica Alba. You're just not movie. my cup okay. of tea. I'm sure I'm not her cup of tea either. Well, okay. Anyway, back to the movie. You're back to the taste, movie. I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, so, this 1999. 90s, 1999. Yes. Okay. So- I think the actual intro to the movie is way scarier than the movie is because there's uh, the it shows blood. Oh, yeah, so there's, much there's blood. There's got the shaky letters. It's just like it seems like the movie. If you judged it by the intro, you're like, this is a completely different movie than what I'm expecting. This is gonna be dark as hell, especially through that intro. Yeah, I like I like the intro. It's it's very classic 1999 early 2000s rock kind of music video. It had that like <laughs> digital matrixy yes. kind of rock music in the intro that yeah. was like okay, like they're really cashing in on that whole kind of thing. And it's just a big pile of blood with with uh, pictures of the Star of David and you know other occult symbols. I say occult with quotey fingers because I mean it was just a star. It didn't it wasn't even a pentagram. In the they had skulls and then they had skull hands, which if you want to call that all deathy and evil, go, and, and yeah. go ahead. Occult, occult is what will occultish. Occultish. Okay, okay so <laughs> the thing with the intro and the first scene again, it sets you up for you thinking it's going to be a completely dark movie. Which quickly turns around. It yeah. does, but it, it does still have that kind of cheesiness to it. It wasn't early 2000s film, but they had some ridiculous imagery in it, like the wave transition into the pumpkin, into the actual story from the introduction. You know, it was all very tongue-in-cheek, which is, I think, what the essence of Idle Hands is. <laughs> very much so. And um, so we get into the beginning of the movie where we see Anton who is Devin Sawa's character. We see his parents getting ready for bed, and Mom makes a quick jab, like, did you put out the candles in the pumpkins that they have for decoration because it's around Halloween? And, they, and they're pumpkin farmers. Pumpkin farmers, <laughs> They're yeah. pumpkin the farmers. The American Gothic of pumpkins, I think, <laughs> yes. is what the, the painting is called. <laughs> Which but. looked really cool, by the way. It does. It does look really cool, as if you can get over the cheesy overalls. Well, it's part of the painting. you gotta have, <laughs> you got to have the overalls. You can't not have those overalls in it. Okay, so Mom and Dad are going to bed, and they turn the lights out, and they see someone is written on the wall, or excuse me, the ceiling, that I am under your bed. And Connie Ray, who plays the mom, has a great scream. She could have been a scream queen. She has the perfect voice for it. She has a high-pitched voice, which really works for screams. What I found funny was the fact that after they saw I'm under the bed, what does the wife do right away? She smacks the husband and tells him, go look. 
Like, what am I supposed to do? Oh, of course. <laughs> he didn't want to go either. He was yeah. like, it's probably the cat. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, he looks under the bed and sees nothing, and then they hear noise downstairs, and that's when she's like, go see what it is. And he's like, well, the dog's outside. Maybe it's just the cat. And the dad, by the way, is played by Fred Willard, who, who you've seen in everything. He's in everything. He plays the dad so perfect. For as big of a name as he is, you only really see him in this movie for about five minutes. The Tops. The opening scene. <laughs> the opening scene. Which he was great in. Though. He was Either great. Way, so. He is an excellent father, and he does convey that Anton is a lazy lieabout who won't get off the couch if, if it, the house was on fire to help out the family. <laughs> I love that the mom, too, like she says, our little scooter would never do yes, that. Yes, our too. little scooter. Well, the dad makes a quick jab. He's like, quick calling him that baby name. But mom was so quick to defend him, saying that he would help. But He's dad, dad, dad kind of sees through his facade. <laughs> I think it's the only child thing, too. Oh, yeah, yeah for it sure. It doesn't appear that he's got any siblings No, around. he's got My nobody. baby can't do no wrong. Nope. So the dad reluctantly goes downstairs to check out the suspicious noise, and that leaves the mom just sitting there nervously waiting for the, for the dad to come back. And she hears noises every now and then, so she starts knitting. She's a nervous knitter. That's the first thing she reaches for. She doesn't even go for the phone. She doesn't nope. grab for anything but those kneading needles. <laughs> She's got a little the anxiety. Needing needles. The knitting needles. 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 <laughs> Enunciate. Sorry. It's, it's hard to say. It's a hard thing. So he goes down, tries to figure out what's going on, and then what happens to him? We hear we him know. fall. We hear, we hear something fall. So mm-hmm. then mom grabs the cat and starts going downstairs. And I'm like, what is she going to do with that cat? I know. She What's just the just cat, the like, cat. She, she grabs the cat <laughs> and is taking him down. And I'm like, that's a sacrifice. If something, if shit goes sideways, <laughs> she's throwing that cat, Leave the cat and, and, run. and running. If anything, that cat's going to sense danger and it is going to claw the shit out of that lady. Oh, yeah. That cat, that cat is going to try to get away and just tear up the mom's arms. <laughs> So what does she do? She tries to find Anton, who is living in the attic. Which is every late 90, early 2000 kid's dream of having their own floor. I still want to have my own floor. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, right? A whole space just for yourself. Even as an adult, you don't get that, kids. Sorry. Yeah, but she like she pulls down the thing, but then it's like... Quietly says his name. doesn't even really yell at all. It's like... No. You can definitely tell this is a movie, because if that was the real mom of a teenage son, they would have been like... Yeah, but then again, she doesn't know who's in the house, so she doesn't want to give it out by yelling out who it is. I don't care. I'd be louder. If that was me, <laughs> I'd be louder. Yeah, like, wouldn't you be like, Anton, grab the guns! Grab the guns! Like that. Get, the ac- get the axe! But Whatever. Is, but is suburbia? Oh, it's it's painfully suburbia. Oh, yeah. So how many of those people do you think are actually going to have guns in the house? Okay. But you get some really good classic horror themes in this opening setup as she's wandering through the house. You get jump scares with the cat. You get, you know, randomly falling into a pile of blood. You get a lot of classic thematics to horror in well, the opening so scene. Well, she's so concerned about what the noise was that she goes it, to blow the candles out. Yeah, of the she gets pumpkins. mad. Hey, well, he could have walk- burned the house down, okay? She walk- she <laughs> well, at, that moment, the- at that moment, there's... More pressing issues than the house fucking burning. Well, she was oblivious because, I mean, she walks by the bottom step and there's a big streak of blood down there. So yeah. she just casually ignores that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's going through the house and she does miss the giant pile of blood. But that's also kind of a horror movie theme. You, you never see it until Another you fall in cliche. it. Yes, you gotta a very step big in horror. it or you gotta fall into it. If it's not something. on you, you can't see it <laughs> in horror films. So she runs upstairs, still trying to find Anton. And I, I this time she like, like she pulls down the thing and yells. Yeah, and she's like Anton, Anton. Anton. But then she she hears a noise in her room, which sends her back into the room. And the whole time she's like looking around, I'm like, call the police, bitch, and they'll. She finally tries to do that, and when it's already too late, when the killer under the bed grabs the phone and pulls her under the bed. And then we have death by bed. Death by bed. Death Death by by bed bed. with a huge splat. Which is a very big uh, directing choice. 
Yes, in this film. Because the thing about it, though, looking back on or looking forward, I mean, where did all that blood come from? Oh, the dad, for sure. You think? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. You mean in the kitchen? Oh, the splatter? The mom splatter? No, that was mom being No, but where did it come from? Oh, it doesn't matter. That's From her head? Yeah, it could come from anywhere. As long as we see the splatter, we get the kill. Something smashed open that led to a lot of blood splatter. I just assumed it was like a Gallagher thing with the bed. You know what I mean? She got her watermelon Yes, she got her watermelon That's all you need to know. I was trying to CSI the scene, but no, we're not CSI. We've established that there's no CSI back then. There's no CSI. This is 99. No, this okay, is yeah, 99. but still CSI people, was on, but I remember. people didn't know as much shit about that as they do today. That's so true. So you're trying to think about it in terms of like what got smashed. It was her watermelon. Okay. Gallagher, watermelon. Gallagher Anton smashed her watermelon. <laughs> her watermelon. That's all we need to know. All right. Beginning of the movie. So That's now, how it ends. So okay. now our parents like, are dead. Now in parents the next scene, are dead. we see Anton. We see lazy ass Anton sleeping in his bed in the attic. And I thought it was like, okay, he's listening to music. On his stereo. On his stereo. Then he just switches it to, what is it, like his Walkman or something? Or yeah, he's got like a, a portable something. And then it's like, listen to the same shit. The exact same song. Yeah. And you see Anton get up and you immediately know who Anton is. You can see that his hair is greasy. He doesn't put pants on. He's just wandering around in a dirty shirt. And he's just kind of that classic middle middle class white kid in the 2000s. Middle class <laughs> suburban white, white kid. kid. Yeah. So we go downstairs and immediately it's like, Mom, yeah, we're, we're out of milk. milk. Yeah. We're out of dog food. I love that the dog dropped the dog bowl like, hey, are you going to feed me? Yeah. Hey, motherfucker. But he notices that. He notices that he's out of milk and that the dog needs food. But he conveniently misses the giant blood pile of blood on the ground, right? Well, there was no milk for his cereal. What else are you going to be thinking about at that point? Again, like, he's I got oblivious. a big bowl of cereal here with no he fucking milk. He is just an oblivious burnout. But it doesn't deter him from sitting his ass back on the couch and well, just smoking weed. Yeah, because it's like, Mom, we need milk. Mom. We, we need, need dog, dog food. food. Oh, nobody's here? All right, well, let's get high on the couch then. Yep, that's watch what some, he does. Watch some MTV. Let's get high. And he does the classic whole, I got my stash hidden on me in my asthma inhaler. Yep. Which something a stoner would be the only one that would think of doing that. It was very, uh, the character from uh, Cabin in the Woods, it was very similar to that. Oh, yeah, like the, the stoner the coffee, from that. Coffee cup kind of thing. Yeah. The concoction that he had. <laughs> that so comes like, into a Again, my something only. It's pothead ingenuity. Is yeah, what that's it is. what it is. And you can tell, this movie dates itself by how much they use, like music videos. Because where would you even watch music videos? <laughs> You can't. This was MTV before MTV stopped showing videos. Yes, when the M still stood for music. (laughs) So he smokes all his weed and he's out. And decides what? He decides to call his friend, who I thought his friend was like a dealer. But that's what, that's it, what you're talking about. It makes it seem like he's like, you know, bring me over a 10. Like, come on. Like, yeah, he says, bring me a dime bag. He's like, I'm not Domino's. Get your ass over here. You lazy bitch. And, and he, he is a lazy he bitch. He is a lazy bitch. He goes over wearing his mom's like sexy slippers sexy that she slippers. just happened to leave around somewhere. <laughs> Because they're like the little pink with the little ruffle. With it. What is it called? Uh, like boa kind of feathery looking yeah. kind of feathers. cuffs the feathers, on, the, yeah. on the thing. And they're the little pink plasticky looking ones. They're mom's sexy slippers. So throw those on. Walking across the street, just throwing a jacket on in my shirt and boxers. And he climbs into the, the, basement. the window, the like the basement, basement window, window where Penub and Mick are hanging out. And they're also getting high. Yeah. And Mick is played by Seth Green, a very young Seth Green. Who was awesome. But he's still at the same 
height because it's Seth Green. He looks um, the same too. <laughs> I does. don't think I don't <laughs> think he's been. I don't think his height has changed since it. Since it, yeah, it's <laughs> been looks the same the height. Same too. But he that's fine. Age. You're still adorable, Seth Green. I could pick you up and we could walk around. He together. doesn't age if you look at him back then <laughs> and you look at him now. But he has very black hair in this film, which is an odd choice for yeah, him. It, well, they're they're. They're very dark. They're they're nineties, two thousands rock he, kids. He looked like the the younger version of the character he played in Can't Hardly Wait. Yes, he looked. Yeah. I think yes. that's basically was the same guy <laughs> just a few years earlier, kind of thing, maybe. Well, who had, who had found rock music? Because that I, guy was more into rap. He was. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, maybe he changed. Maybe right. it's it. Teenage years are a weird time of music in general. The other friend, Panub, is played by Eldon Henson, who you've known. That is Fulton from The Mighty Ducks. I don't care yes. what other movie he's <laughs> been in. That is Fulton forever for me. I thought it was funny that there was so many like generic band posters on the wall. It seemed like it was whoever decorated it was like, all right, well, these are what the kids are listening to, so I'll just put yeah. up these posters. Like, there was like a Prodigy poster on the wall, and I'm like, who? I don't know anyone who actually listened to Prodigy. Like, there may be like one or two good songs. What did Prodigy like. sing? I don't know. Firestarter and Smack My Bitch Up. Oh, okay. so, I yeah. listened to Prodigy, just so not just the, the main songs. songs. You yeah. listened to the two songs, but I not knew enough, the words to them, but not, not enough. enough to where you're going to go buy <laughs> yeah. a fucking you poster didn't and put it on. You know a whole lot of lyrics to Prodigy songs. Really? What no. What are the lyrics over. to Firestarter besides fire the words Firestarter? Fire <laughs> I'm a Firestarter. That's all he pretty much says. <laughs> that, yeah. So you don't. No one buys the poster. Like, no, oh, they have that no one, one good song. And then they have the the weed posters everywhere. Other than that, and they're listening to Sublime. Mm-hmm. So clearly all the stonerific things of the 2000s oh, yes. are here. It's totally 90s stoner basement yep. hangout. And it it's it is a classic like that 70s show basement where they it's That's just a place to hang out. Everybody congregates at least from what we know from these guys. Mhm. And even Anton's friends realize how much of a burnout he is. Like they try to give him a pep talk. His friend Mick is like maybe you should have some ambition and look if a stoner who smokes weed all day is telling you you need some ambition. Yeah, you, you need, need to goals. get off your ass. You, you think he says like you ambition. need some goals, Anton. They were depressed for him. That's the one thing. <laughs> yes, they were. Yeah, like I smoke all day and he still do manages nothing, to go to school. But you have no goals, Anton. Yeah, doesn't like, he say that? Don't get me wrong. I like smoking weed, and that's what life is all about. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you gotta have some yeah, goals. You gotta get some you gotta goals. Go to school. Something. So he tells them, so Panub tells them, I'm sorry, I just, I made that up, I lied to you, I don't have any weed. And he tells them, uh, nutmeg and oregano will get you pretty high. Get mm. you messed up. But then they start talking about, like, where have you been? They start talking about the dance, and he's like, you didn't know about all the people that are getting murdered? Oh, uh, yes. Our, our I, little town is in the, the spotlight. Thing, the thing I wrote, that I loved was when he said, don't you watch the news? And Anton said, no, I hate that show. His friends provide all the exposition for the film. They tell him They're, who got murdered, where yeah. they got murdered. They're simultaneously comic relief and exposition. Yes, and it goes by so seamlessly. The pace of the film is just great right there because it gives you all the info you need in such a short time. It does it in kind of in an organic way that's like friends hanging out. Like, yeah. oh, you didn't hear? Like, you fucking pothead? You've right. done nothing? Like, If you haven't been to like school the, in the last six it, months, you would have yeah, known. Yeah, what was it? The, uh, <laughs> the, the Feldstein twins or whatever yeah. you call them? And he's like, I love that he's like, did they get caught jerking off in the milkshakes again? I'm like, what the fuck do you mean again? Right? Like, yeah. Was there a many, first time? Like, how many times do you need to do that before you fire these fucking <laughs> And why think... does everyone still hang out at the fucking burger jungle? You where... would think after the first time, be like, no, you guys Yeah, that, that seems like a fireable like, should we, offense. Should we right? close this place down? Like, maybe, okay, let's not hire these two or hire them somewhere away from food. <laughs> 
they can jerk off in something else. Uh, but the other thing that I found hilarious. that's white privilege. If you're, oh, if, yes. if it's town, you if, can jerk off in If it's public knowledge in your town that the twins that run the fucking drive-through at the Burger Jungle have jerked off in the, the goddamn milk milkshake mixer thing, and they're not arrested or sex offenders. Yeah. That's why, or privilege. at least been fired. At least, at very least, you have to fire these two, right? Yeah. Like they, they come from a good family. That's, that's all you need to. Do. So they got, what, they got what they deserve. Then is what I'm trying to. Is what maybe I'm that's hey, maybe maybe well maybe it, it's not Anton, but I guess the hand, the devil hand, you know, the, the devil hand was like, hey, no. That's not cool, man. He's like, even I frowned upon that. Yeah, yeah. even for us. It's like, even for us, that's a little extreme. But the thing that I do remember them mentioning, too, which, again, on other movies, is they have a curfew set in place. Yep. Which everybody, again, seems to just casually ignore. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's a Halloween dance, because that's the only thing there is to do. So naturally, all the teens are going to be there. But I think that's kind of counterproductive or counterintuitive. You would you think. If you have a curfew and you're going to have a dance. Well, they probably want them all to be in one place where they can kind of watch and control them instead of trying to go out trick-or-treating or anything. But there was no security at that dance. There was only the well, There's no principal. family in the, or there's no parents in this fucking street <laughs> or town or anyone anyway. You see, you see his parents in the beginning, and I think those are the only fucking parents you see the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So- Enter the generic generic love interest. love interest, which is Molly, played by Jessica, Jessica Alba. Alba, and she's going by in her scooter. And uh, no, it wasn't they, a scooter; that was a motorcycle. It was. It was, it was a, like a. It was like a fucking. It was it like, like a. It was, it was like a moped. A, it yeah. made enough noise for them to realize that's that it was not. Her. That was yeah. not a fucking. Motorcycle. No, it wasn't a she motorcycle. Was, it was like a moped it was the, thing. It was like the little like Vespa, like yeah. <laughs> Either way, they either way it. they heard it. Okay, well, the fucking window can just be opened by the by kicking it in, so they hear everything outside. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're underground, so yeah. they're street level. So they hear her stupid Vespa scooter, and they're like, "Oh, hey, Anton, it's your girlfriend." Or blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, like, why don't you finally talk to her? You've lived across the street from her for how many years? Yeah, and so he's like, and he's he's got a serious boner for this chick because uh, here's here's the line that he says. Her songs are badass, man. She's like a poet or something. No, she's not. As no. you find out later, she's, <laughs> you find she's out really that not. She's a she's, terrible she's poet. She's really not. So they're like, oh, look, she dropped her book. And uh, yeah, really? they're like, go give it back to her. You know, you're going to get laid. Yeah, she'll make, she'll invite you in. And like, I love that uh, Panab was like, like Red Shoe Diaries style. I'm like, that is so 90s to make some fucking Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> if you As a 90s know. teen watching Red Shoe Diaries late at night, like that is such a 90s thing to mention in this movie. Especially to guys like Paul and I who probably grew up. Around don't that lump me in that. Hey, okay, <laughs> you knew, hey, you knew what Red Shoe Diaries are. I know so what it I is. It doesn't mean I watched it up a little bit. Yeah, late I'm over here. I'm like, I don't know what Red Shoe Diaries is. <laughs> Red but Shoe Di- also, they also sneak a Hanson and a Jewel reference. In oh, yeah. there yes, if it didn't date you true. enough. Because <laughs> that's how they made fun of the dancers. Like, we don't want to go to the dancers. So yeah, a bunch of Jewel and Hanson. Yeah. So they convince him, like, hey. You should throw some pants on and run over there and take her book back. I think at one point, Seth Green's character goes, just go talk to her. He does. He's got a lot of sense in this movie. He does. And again, Even con- for a stoner, he's to on top of how much things. of a burnout he Anton actually is, he didn't realize he wasn't wearing any pants. No, not at all. But they he thought was- he was going to go get laid. <laughs> just run over well, there. Well, I think part of that was like- Well, know, they just- did say first impressions. 
Yeah, well, told. okay, first impressions is one thing. For, first impressions, but you've been living next to this bitch for seven fucking mm-hmm. years or whatever. Well, you said. should at yeah. least have pants on Yeah, for the first <laughs> She's got an impression of this guy already. <laughs> and so, yeah, and I think part of it, too, was like just guys ribbing on other guys. Like, hey, yeah, you should go talk to her. <laughs> go fucking do it. Yeah, she's totally going to fucking he's invite you in. And like, he's going to embarrass himself, and we going to laugh. Yeah, so well, this is the first time. Go over there. This is the first time we kind of see that Mick and Penub are closer than they are with Anton. Like, it's those two kind of. They're the buddies. They're the buddies, and Anton's kind of like. The, well, he's like, if you are the burnout of, of the, the stoner friends, yeah. like, if you're the burnout of your group of stoner friends, then it's kind of like, well. Maybe it's time to talk to somebody we'll if you are the burnout of your stoner friends, just as a PSA. Get yes. some help, kids. <laughs> <laughs> if you're the one that they can't count on the most, right. call someone. If they're the one, if look, if they're like, weed is great, but you got to get it together, then it's time. It's time to talk to somebody, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, but nobody's there to tell him otherwise if his parents No, are. and he doesn't seem to care that his parents aren't there. He's just good. Plus, his parents got to fucking know. It's like, you don't have asthma, Anton. Why are, <laughs> why are you carrying that thing? Oh, you just in case? Like, come on. Oh, Scooter would never do that. Well, it is. That was the culture of the 90s was just ignore ignore, ignore and deny ignore. everything is happy that that's was our generation's parents they all just pretended like i came home smelling like weed lots of times as a teenager nobody said shit to me apparently in movies nobody <laughs> knows what weed smells like nope yeah. not at there's all several several movies really i know anton's sitting there getting high on the couch and i'm like his whole hey, fucking living room would stink he lit, no, the, oh, incense. He lit the incense remember <laughs> he lit like three sticks of incense <laughs> i don't care <laughs> then it's gonna smell like incense with an undertone of weed is what it's are you burning incense like. weed anton scooter Everybody can smell the weed under incense. I don't know what people think incense does. Well, his parents don't care. Yeah. Apparently. Or are just oblivious to everything. So they convince him to go, and that's when Penub's like, oh, look at this bag of weed I actually do have. Mm-hmm. Let's hit Tits McGee and wait for whatever happens with Explain Anton. who Tits McGee is. Tits cause... McGee is the bong with the boobs that they hit. Which I, have, I take umbrage with, because that thing would be like maybe 150 bucks back in that day. Like, where are those kids getting that money? They're lily white kids who can do no wrong in their parents' eyes. Yeah, they've so uh, they they got money from their parents to get Tits McGee the they've big bomb. <laughs> they've saved up from uh, you Christmas saw that basement. <laughs> you saw that basement. You really think your parents are going to let you decorate your basement like that? Mm, I suppose oblivious parents, oblivious parents. And then after Anton leaves, we have the most accurate meet cute in a movie. Anton goes to bring her back her notebook. We'll get back to the notebook in a second. But goes to be bring her her notebook, and he's working up the courage, and she notices him there, opens the door, wait, wait, Anton wait, wait, wait. just bails. First off, he smells the fucking book. He does. Yeah. He picks no. it up, and he <laughs> smells the book, and I'm like, what is wrong with you, man? There's a whole like culture of crazy, creepy things in Maybe, this okay, film. He's a smeller, is what you're saying. All right? It's just it's just setting up for future. He's he's a sniffer. He's going to get arrested. He's, ew, a he's sniffer? Gonna, he's a, well, what do you call it? A smeller? That. Is a smeller better? He's a sniffer, all right? Hey, he smelled her fucking lyrics book. He's a sniffer, all right? So he smells the book, and he's looking through it, and you see her fucking ransom note poetry. ransom letter lyrics is what I wrote. Ransom letter lyrics. (laughs) So then finally, yeah, finally that's when, you know, he knocks and shit, and he's starting to chicken out. So she opens the fucking door, and he almost knocks her over by shoving the book. And runs. And, she and just, just runs. Like, hey, and he's just like nervous. Hey, and she's like, hey, 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 She's yelling hey, at him. Hey, hey. 
<laughs> he's, just, he's just walking, looking straight ahead. Just to, like, nope, I can't do this. Like, if it I bailed. ignore her, she can't see me. If With I no her, shoes, but at least he's got pants on. No, he did he have shoes. He's got his mom's no, sexy did, shoes. No, he doesn't no, have those. I think oh, no. He borrowed make, yeah. somebody's shoes. They, they borrowed they pants and shoes. Him. Well, why would you hang out with this kid? He comes over and steals your pants and your, your yeah. fucking shoes. Like, And he uses the classic line of, these aren't my pants, a little bit later. Yes. He does. <laughs> he does. Okay, so... Next, we end up in Beaver, Beaver Utah, Utah with Sister, Sister Liquor. Sister Liquor. Sister Liquor, who's looking for the hand, basically. Well, I'll tell you, Sister Liquor. That's liqueur. <laughs> Sister Liquor. That's Starring hilarious. the badass Vivica A. Fox. She is so great in this movie. I love her. She is Debbie Liqueur in the film, and she is tasked with finding the one possessed with the possessed hand. And she's got a whole wardrobe of outfits. Yeah. She, she is prepared in her airstream. Her, she goes back to the airstream and be like, damn it, this is, the hand's already gone. How does she know the hand's already gone? The guy's just standing there all freaked out and he's got like a shriveled paw. Yeah, it's like so a I'm little like, monkey that, paw. Is I, that how you know? Yeah, like, I assumed that's how she knew because it was all like, I, I assumed that he was dead and that's how you can tell it was gone because the hand was all shriveled up. No, he was sitting up. He, he was, was in jail. He was standing there like was drooling he? on yeah. himself. All right, so Sister Liquor leaves, and she's convinced that it's got to be somewhere else. And she's got all these newspaper clippings on her wall. She's trying to track everything, and she looks and sees that in Bolin, which is the town that Anton and Penub and Mick live. In Bolin, California. That there have been some murders happening, and so she she marks it on her map and realizes it's a pentagram. Dun, dun, dun. Well, she but, doesn't realize it's a pentagram until she finishes the circle. Yeah, she makes it, and then she makes the star, and then does the circle. But when I was looking, I'm like, there are two extra stars on top that are randomly up there. Like, did you mark those prematurely? Yes, or, like, that's what's what I the assumed. Plan? Like, I, I assumed that those two marks were meant to be like, see, she's been following it. <laughs> so then she, or she, those were some leads that didn't pan yes, out or something. Yes, those were so, leads. So she's like, shit, it's got to be in this little shit town of Bolin or Middle America, or what do you call it's it? Bullen, California. It's, Cal- it's California, but like middle income, middle, I guess. middle class, middle suburbia. 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 I'm saying. So she fires up her silver bullet airstream and heads on out to California. Heads on out to California. Okay, so, so next time we see Anton, he is coming back from a food run. He's got his dog food. He's got some snacks, and he's going through this creepy alleyway a- that is just covered in smoke. Apparently, he he took a trip to a nightmare on Elm Street. Because that's what mm-hmm. it totally reminded me of, like yes. all the the fog, and he's just he walking through. And... Did give that look of what is all this? Fog? You know, he kind of goes like, "Where the fuck is this coming from?" Yeah, he does look like this is creepy. What's going on? And then randomly, he gets tackled by two police officers who he knew in high school. He mentions that he's like, "Hey, I know you guys. You were seniors when I was freshman." And they give him crap for not inviting them Luke. to smoke weed behind the bleachers or whatever the hell they said. I was like, maybe you should have done that now. I was like, well, you guys were dorks back then. And they're still dorks today as they fleece him and find him an empty baggie on him. Yeah, so they've got to be like 22 and they're, and they're cops and they're just kind of inept completely, as you'll see later on even. And Anton being the stoner that he is, asks cops if they're holding. Well, yeah, they, they, asked, they asked to search him and he's like, these aren't my pants. I'm like... <laughs> You know how many times the cops probably heard that? Like, these aren't my pants. So <laughs> my whatever pants. you find in these pants are not mine. <laughs> not mine. But what do they find? The cleanest fucking 
weed baggy yes. ever. Like Soaking. no residue, whatever. Like there's you couldn't no even charge bits. me with this. There's nothing. Nothing in, this in there. Bag. So they get him with a two hundred dollar fine for littering instead. He was like, I didn't litter, and then they just end up dropping the baggie on the ground. Mm-hmm. And fun fact about that alleyway and the neighborhood in general: it was actually the same neighborhood that um, the nineteen seventy eight Halloween was filmed in. So if it looks familiar, that's why. Which kind of gives it another creepy layer, I think. Yeah. yeah a little bit. I mean, especially thinking about it when you watch it the first time, everything seems familiar because it is. And yeah. so, like, when you watch it, you're like, ooh, it's creepy. That scene was kind of out of place, though. Yeah, it definitely was. I feel like there are a few scenes in the intro that are kind of out of place in this film. Yeah. Well, I think at that point they might have not realized what they were actually going to do. Because yeah. they know how movies change all the time. So yeah. they probably could have had a more serious I, yeah. tone. I think the movie they set out to make and the movie they ended up making were completely different. Yeah, and it, it does kind of feel that way. But at the same time, this movie is so fun. It's just a fun ride. And it's so fast that you don't even know. Like, you don't get bored. It's just from one thing to the next. Okay, so now Anton finally returns home. And he, he gets tries. home, and he's going to try what Penub suggested, and he's got his oregano and nutmeg, and he rolls it up in the ticket that he just got. And then which he is has a, the dog which lick is a, it. A, it's a true stoner thing to like, all right, well, I'm going to fucking smoke this. Out of this yeah, yeah, it's ticket. definitely a cliche from that era of what people thought weed weedies were like. <laughs> yeah, he has the dog lick it, and I was like, oh, you're, you're going like, to smoke, smoke You're it. smoking dog balls, man. Ugh. Why would you have the dog lick that? And that thing's never going to dry. Like, it's going to be so long just to get that thing lit. But anyway. We all had friends that did stupid shit like that. Oh, yes. Yeah. For sure. I never knew anyone that smoked nutmeg or oregano. But in about eighth grade, I knew somebody that heard, well, if you dry banana peels and smoke that. What? And they fucking tried it. And I don't think I did anything. Uh, did you guys ever hear the the pickle juice will get you drunk thing? I know. Don't know. Yeah, I heard that. It was like pickle juice, and if you added salt to it, it would get you drunk. I'm like, that's not safe. So if there's a lesson <laughs> to be learned, any type of urban legend thing. It, it's no, not true. It's not, Try it. No. Let us know what happens. <laughs> no. You could. No. Scary does not no. condone. No. <laughs> don't try this at home. But if you do, let us know what happens. So okay, so he, he finally smokes it. He the, lights that thing up and, and immediately hacks up his lungs. He regrets it immediately. Immediately. He runs to the kitchen and he's throwing water in his mouth. He's got the dish soap. The dirtiest sink ever. The dirtiest way. sink. Well, that mom, mom would have kept a cleaner sink. But well, that's <laughs> another tell that the parents haven't been around in a while. Yes, but another fun fact is after the nutmeg and oregano scene, um, that, that scene where Devin Saw was putting dish soap in his mouth that was real dish soap that devin chose to use apparently yeah, method actor a method, method actor, actor. <laughs> so he, that begs to differ really did high? he smoke weed because i want to know no. if they were well, pretending if, to smoke if, you if know he what was I mean? a method actor did he actually smoke nutmeg and oregano oh god i don't know Ooh, i hope I not devin sawa please email us we need to know the condition of your lungs <laughs> So after he cleans out his mouth and he's like, all right, well, that didn't work. So fuck it. There's nothing a bologna sandwich can't fix. Yep. And he's back to listening to his metal music and the 2000s child in me just loves it. I was it. trying to figure out who he was listening to. And that scene, I don't remember. All I remember was the video of a bunch of like stripper girls. Yeah. Dancing around and that's what was holding his attention. That seems to be what holds their attention, him and the friends, most often throughout this film. <laughs> Well, they're <laughs> high school kids. What do you want? So he's making his sandwich and not even noticing that, holy shit, this, there's jelly all over this knife that I just dipped into my miracle oil. Which no. is supposed to be blood. blood. Which is blood. It's a horrible looking blood. But I, I, put, I wrote bloody sandwich. 
Well, the thing that was disgusting was how much mayonnaise. Besides the Miracle Whip? Oh, Miracle Whip is so good. Miracle Whip is disgusting. He that's, coated that sandwich it's, it's that, disgusting. with that mayonnaise Miracle Whip. Well, it, it's pretty clear that he's you're, not used to making his own food. You are either <laughs> you are either you grew up super poor, or you're the devil's bride if you enjoy Miracle's Whip. No. Miracle, Miracle's Whip. Whip. Miracle's Whip. <laughs> that's what I <laughs> Miracle's Whip. Miracle's Whip. So he notices all the blood. He looks, he's, yeah, he sees the blood on the knife, and then he's looking down and he sees the cat is licking up an eyeball. The cat eye. The cat but is Wouldn't this kitchen it. smell if there's oh. a fucking bloody eye and like- Blood you know, on the floor. Can, we call it stale blood. Like, yeah, you would smell something. You would smell you would something, something besides- off. No. But maybe he can't smell because he's smelling himself because he, he smells, hasn't showered. He smells <laughs> like weed and nasty miracle. <laughs> there's one scene where I'm like, his hair is so greasy. <laughs> He's Again, so method actor, did he just not shower for a while? The whole, I don't know. The whole movie. So he gets he gets scared and he grabs his dog. He hugs his dog. Again, then... I love that dog. <laughs> Duke. That dog did some good acting. I don't care. <laughs> the killer's here. Run, Duke. Run, Duke. <laughs> so they run and hide upstairs and then. After Anton grabs an umbrella because that's going to yes. do, you know, a lot against a killer. Even though he just had a giant knife that he put back into. Well, that, that's, that's evidence now. You can't. With that knife. Hey, it's a knife. It's got the jelly all over it. Or he could have just turned around and grabbed another knife instead of. <laughs> well, if there really was a killer, he probably would have scared him off with Miracle Whip more than he would oh, have whatever. fucking knife. So he runs upstairs. Because it's gross. So he runs upstairs and he's in his mom's room because that's naturally where you go when you're terrified is to your parents' rooms. Yeah. And he is looking for the phone blindly under the sheet. And he's tapping around, trying to find things, and he hits the alarm clock like you do when you're scared. And then that's when he freaks out, and he flips over, and he sees that I'm under the bed. And he's like, run, Duke! And he runs back downstairs yeah. and trips on the umbrella that he had left downstairs when he got spooked the first time. And, and then, that's when he runs into his dead parents, who are in the... Pumpkin farmers. In the pumpkin farmers that they had uh, decorated, that, that the... The killer, quote-unquote, had time to just throw them in there. He had time. The killer, quote-unquote... Threw them in there, but cleaned up no blood, and left an eye on the floor. Well, that's <laughs> a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of stuff to do. You, you couldn't know, pick up being, the eye. You well, just leave it. Okay, it's one hand connected to a lazy stoner asshole. Mm, so, I how suppose. much energy do you think the fucking one hand had to do all this shit? Mm, I guess so maybe he should have picked it, somebody it's not, not my so house. idle. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. If you have the good sense to hide some bodies, you can at least pick up an eyeball. Well, that's there. why the movie is Idle Hands, not <laughs> not so idle. Not hands. so idle hands. And so he runs outside and throws up after seeing his parents, which is very true to life. If you saw your parents dead, you'd probably have some sort of reaction to it. You'd freak out. You'd was freak it out. was it the the parents that he threw up, or was it the fucking miracle whip? No, no, it's it the was the parents. You're so stupid. <laughs> okay, so now he's outside of his house and decides he needs to go get some help. Nope. Well, he nope. runs nope. into Penub yeah, and... Yeah, his friends are there. Uh, well, that's the Mick. seeking help. So, yeah, you know, they was like, guys, come in here. I got to show you this. And they go in and MTV is still on. And naturally, Penub and Mick are like, pop that coochies on. So they start dancing to it. Yeah, yep. so they're... Because boys have one-track minds, apparently. Hey, when you're seeing two live crew and you see a bunch they're of... not even, like, real boobs. It's just, like, a top of a nipple. Is that exciting? It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you guys have the same thing. It's just a nipple. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was strippers dancing in a music video, and it grabbed their attention. Boys are weird. And they were willing to pop that coochie. Yes. Mm. 
And so eventually they notice that his parents are lying there dead and they turn into the classic white boys. They're like, Mr. Mrs. Tobias, are you okay? okay, (laughs) Sir? (laughs) Yes. And then Pinup does one of the funnier things in the movie. Oh, yeah. He tries to perform CPR like he saw on Baywatch. And he does this by just punching him in the chest three times. Baywatch saves lives. Baywatch saves lives. And they knock over the burger jungle bag that has some trophies in there. That knock over that burger bag, and they also discover that ant has been written on the floor in blood. He's like, "Who's the killer? A bunch of ants?" He's like, "No, you idiot!" I love Seth Green's like. He's like, "Look, a clue." (laughs) A clue. The way he says it is, it's very Scooby Doo. It's very Scooby Doo. The whole unveiling of who the killer was, I think, was done really, really well because you're obviously figuring out who the killer is as you're watching it, but yet these three idiots have no idea who it is until yeah. one of them says, I'm the killer. The killer wore my shirt. The killer was wearing me. I like that. I like that line. Is like, the killer was wearing me once he realizes that he's got the paint on his hands. He understands. Like, well, that's the thing. Everything started unveiling. Yeah. You see where he says, oh, the clue, and then he puts it right up next to the shirt. The killer was wearing your shirt. Mm-hmm. And they do see the ears from the jungle burger bag with the onion rings. And they make the joke of earrings. Yeah, the and two lefts. And it's two, it's two lefts. So you know, you know, so you know it was them. And so the friends start freaking out. Penub goes to get high, like you do when you're a stoner. And Mick decides he's going to call 911. And he has that classic line of, what's the number? What's the number for 911? What's the number? And so, so he's on the phone with them trying to, like, I think he smoked some nutmeg or something. <laughs> My friend and took some nutmeg or something. There's something and then wrong with that's him. when the hand takes over. Yes. And he starts controlling Devin Sawa's Anton and rips the phone out of the out of the wall. All hell breaks loose. And Anton is trying to reason with him. He's like, I would have remembered something like that. I would have remembered killing people. And another classic 90s reference, Mick says, well, if OJ can get off, I mean, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very dated. It's a very, very, dated, very dated joke. But it's all references that we know and love. Like if a kid watched this today, he's going to know nothing. He's going to know what nothing ultimately going did on. Seth Green in is he offers Anton a beer, which was his undoing. Yep, bottle to the head. Which so the- what So what does that tell you, kids, about underage drinking? Yep, don't do it's it. It's bad for you. But he was so cool. Like you get those swishing noises and not just the liquid, but the chunks that hit the bottle. And even when he falls, you hear it kind of moving around. And when Devin's always like, Mac, Mac, and he's shaking him and you hear all of it. And I just, I love that practical effect with the noise as well. It, that was done really well. It's so great. It wouldn't have been practical, but I would have loved if they had like, Still, beer in the bottle. Yeah, like every time he moves. Like, how would you have for... done it though? Like he'd smash the bottle. I, I know, I know. what I'm saying it's not practical, but I think it would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been. Blood would have still been stuck in there though. Well, yeah, they had blood in there yeah. swishing around. Yeah, and then that's when he kind of realizes, oh no, my hand is possessed. <laughs> I, like, I think my hand. Is I can't possessed. control it, and he's. He talks to Penub and he's like, I didn't do that. And he's like, okay, I did it. But he's like, I can't believe you told me to smoke that shit. Like trying to blame him. It's for your telling fault. him to smoke the nutmeg and oregano. It's your fault, you dumbass. It's your fault that my hand is possessed because I was an idiot and listened to you. All right. So he is chasing Penub around the house and he runs down the stairs into the basement like you do when you're being... Another horror cliche. Another horror cliche. You run into the room where you can't get out of. But Devin Sawa is fighting with his hand. Anton is fighting with the hand, and he is really trying to control it and learn what it's doing. And he's like, just go, just go, just run around me. He's like, I don't want to hurt you. And he's like, don't. It is funny that when he goes into the 
the basement that uh, Anton's like, no, you, that's the basement. You can't get out. Come yeah, he's like, don't way. go down that way. <laughs> There's a basement. There's no way out. And then he's like, I don't want to hurt you. And Penob goes, then don't. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was a good line. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to hurt me, then don't do it. He does have so many great lines. And then Penob runs around him and runs up the stairs. And then we get a saw blade to the throat, which is so satisfying the first time that you see it. It's one of those classic, decapitation scenes for me it's kind of similar to like the one it's not a decapitation scene in 13 ghosts but when the guy gets cut in half by the the window panels and you see all the inside in 13 ghosts i put this right up there with that as like it was like when you first start started to see those kinds of scenes in films you started to get the anatomy more and the head just falls off and falls down and finishes his last word which was cool it is a great kill and i think it would have been yeah, it it could have been a little. They could have been a little nod to the stoner head with like if smoke would have come out of it, <laughs> kind of which yeah. I think has been done before. Probably, but I mean, come on, it, it would have been good. And that's another good thing about this movie is the deaths are so brutal once you actually start to see them. Yeah, everything and anytime there's a death that happens, it's brutal in some sort of way. Either it's projectile blood being splattered, or you know, literally hitting a fan. So now, hell yeah. So now Anton has killed his parents, he's killed his best friends, he's killed all of these people, and the hand isn't done yet. No, and he feels very guilty about it. He goes upstairs to sit on the couch and cry. He is he is having trouble with the fact that he just killed his best friends and his parents. But and the, the, hand hand, wants, yeah. the hand wants to watch TV. The hand wants TV is what I wrote mm-hmm. down. So his hand's like, no, change it. The, the hand wanted to watch hand porn, basically. It did. <laughs> it just it kept weird. turning like, on things with like, hands know, like, in why it. Why are there so many like hand <laughs> movies and like hand things like on TV right now? And they were like, all like creepy or horror they themed. Were. Like, <laughs> so he has a little so, bit of a fight with his hand again. He has yeah. a very physical comedic scene here, Devin Sawa. He, he does this physical comedy very well. He fights with himself in a believable way. So then at a certain point, it's back and forth, and the hand gets pissed off and is like, all right, well, I'm going to grab your fucking cat and throw him out the window. Which was hilarious, Which yeah. it's, it's another, like, so, so 90s. Well, the like, cat was catapults, trying to help. Like, the cat pulse. Yes, like, the cat was trying to help. It came over, and it was, like, batting at the bad hand because it knows something's yeah. up because it's a cat. And Cats then, can sense. And then that hand was just like, well, fuck your cat then. Threw it out the window. <laughs> That had me cracking up pretty good, just because that cat went flying. Flying. The cat is named Bones, by the way. Bones. It's a white cat, so which is adorable. The hand tosses Bones across the street or whatever, and it ends up in Molly's bush. So Anton's out there, and... He's pissed at his hand because he just chucked his cat. Now he's got to go find so his So he's cat. looking in the bushes, and the hand leads him to the door to ring the doorbell. Because I think, I don't know, did the hand want to kill, or was the hand horny? I don't know. It's both. both, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It got so horny because. But either horny. way, I put. I wrote down in it my notes. Watch that hand porn. That's it did. Yeah, it was all. That's <laughs> true. I put in my notes that um, the hand forces Anton to talk to a girl because <laughs> it really yeah, does. The, even even, the, even his own self couldn't get himself you know, to talk even, to this girl. Even the hands like, come on, dude. Piss dude, get off the top of this. <laughs> you gotta talk to her. All right, let's, rings we're, her we're doorbell. Make this happen then. Like, he's covered in blood and is gross and is dirty. And hasn't showered <laughs> in God knows showered, how long. Smells he, like stale weed. He makes the comment that the reason why he's looking for the cat was because they got into a fight. And that cat kicked his ass is what she said. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, looks like you got your ass kicked. Um, he's like, I did all right. 
Then she thanks him for bringing her book bag because she didn't get the chance to thank him and says, hey, you want to come inside? Yeah, come inside, even though you smell and you've got blood all over you. Oh, my God. Yep. So she invites him in. And she's like, come in my room. And that's when uh, he's like, oh, I love your lyrics. And she kind of gets pissed for a second. She's like, oh, my God, you read them? And he's like, yeah, I have my favorites memorized. And remember how earlier we said she was a terrible poet? Here's why. I even got my favorites memorized. Devil girl with nothing to lose. She got wind in her hair and gum on her shoes. And even though she says, I wrote that when I was 13, I'm like, for 13, that's still shitty. I don't care. Like, yeah, just, it's still yeah, bad. It, rip that yeah. one out of the book, out of your your smelly ransom your, your ransom book. Note, note, ransom note book. notebook lyrics. Yeah. And he does try to get out of that room. He's like, it's dangerous. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm dangerous. I'm There's dangerous. a killer on the loose. He should have just been like, bitch, I have murdered multiple people. I <laughs> need to get out of here. He say that by saying that I have done things. We yeah. cut to Debbie, who's in traffic, and she has that line where she's like, there's evil out there, and I'm going to kick its ass. Debbie is such a bad Because she's stuck in L.A. traffic, and we've all seen or been Run stuck in before. people well, off the road. Hey, she is still a badass, even stuck in traffic in her Airstream, okay? She's got her whole costumes with her. She's got she her- She owned that Airstream. Yeah. She was so, not. She's such a badass. Debbie's on her way. Debbie she's is not. Sister oh, Liquor is coming to town. She's not letting anybody get nope. in her way. So then we cut back to the bedroom scene where post-coitus and the parents are driving up the driveway and she has the line. Molly has the line where she's like, you better get out of here. I don't I don't think my parents would approve of a dirty, bloody boy banging their daughter. So they he leaves. See, and home. she just knows he's dirty. And girls gotta have some standards. Girl, you gotta love yourself. Okay. She's young and dumb. I don't care. You can still smell when you're young and dumb. <laughs> that's that, that's true. <laughs> but that's hot. No, it's not. So okay. now Anton has a little bit of remorse because he gives his parents a burial and his best friends a burial and says a little bit of a eulogy. Of- that's when you start hearing his friends are like, "Get me out of here." Yeah, Mick Mick pipes up and says, hey, I guess you conked me on the head pretty good. I guess I passed out. I'm not dead. And then Anton has that thing. It's like, you're dead. And he's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, are you sure? And he goes, no, I know, fucker. Now dig me up. (laughs) Get me out of here. And he's like, all right, let me get high quickly. Yeah, Anton tries to get high. And then we have the classic um, undead crawling forth from the grave. I love that. Because, again, another thing that you would think is another horror cliche, Mm -hmm. you've got the zombies crawling out of the ground. And you've got the creepy lights in the background with it, because there's like a red light back there. Yeah, it's definitely dark. It's kind of got like a creep show feel. Like, you know, that old comic book kind of... And the look that Seth Green had on his face was like, he's about to eat you. Yeah, and he's covered in dirt. How the fuck do you think you would look if you were like buried and you thought you were still alive and you're like, motherfucker, like you hit me in the head but I'm not dead. You see a headless panob come out of the ground and grab the shovel and then Anton almost steps on the head. (laughs) Yeah, I would already watch watch it, man. They knock out Anton. Yeah, Panob knocks out Anton with the shovel and then Anton wakes up in his bed the next morning. That's the weird thing that I found is that his friends actually took him up there and put yeah. him there. Well, I they're still friends. I wouldn't I don't care. I would be my gonna best dr- friend. I wouldn't carry him up to the fucking attic. First of all, <laughs> up the stupid ladder thing. You got to carry all that dead weight. Yeah, yeah. cuz who's going to carry him? Panub's got no fucking head, man. Yeah, that's true. Seth Green's not very big. And then he you got to carry him up guy. those stairs and I don't know how people get stuff up the stairs in the attic with that little ladder ass thing that they Yeah, have. it's a tiny little just I'm sorry, but my my best friend it, he would have slept outside. So I'm like, all right, well, he's if good. If anything, I would have 
put them on the couch, but if I got to exert myself by going up the stairs, yeah, the, attic, the, the, the stairs sick, and the then, stairs and the, then the ladder. Well, maybe the they felt house. bad because it's they knocked of, him out. It's a lot of work. Maybe for stoners, but, it's a lot of work. He killed them. So fuck, <laughs> fuck Anton. Well, maybe they have hearts of gold, and that's why they didn't go to hell. Yeah. The thing that I found funny, though, <laughs> is when he does wake up, He's listening to the same, the same song, song that he woke up And he assumes earlier. it was a dream. Like, he doesn't yeah. look down and notice all the blood still on. It was very Groundhog Day. <laughs> yes. Where he just wakes up and is and like, even, oh, my God, thank God. And even he dream. says that, oh, God, he sees his friends and is like, hey, guys, I just had Yeah, he comes downstairs dream. and he sees his friends sitting on the couch. And he's like, oh, I just had a crazy dream where he killed you. And then as he comes around, he sees that they are dead still because he sees Penub's head sitting well, he sees me trying to head. trying to catch the cheese ball, the cheese ball, <laughs> and the cheese puffs that they're throwing in their mouth. And I love that the friends, like the friends, are so funny after they come back because he's like, "Oh, sorry about that shovel thing." He gets mad. And he's like, "You killed us. Yeah. We have right he to goes, be mad you at killed, you." Hey, you killed me. Let's keep this thing in perspective. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we had time to get over it. He was like, I, yeah, he's I like, didn't I, kill you on purpose. He's like, I was kind of mad about getting ki- the whole ki- getting killed by my best friend thing, but I've had time to get over it. <laughs> Which was what, like a couple hours? A couple hours. And there's a random Enya reference in there too. Yeah, because they talk about oh, how they, they went to heaven. They didn't. They don't. They didn't go to hell yeah, because it's saw, not like they go around killing people. Yeah, <laughs> and they saw the light, but there's like a bunch of Enya music and shit, and really, like, oh, it's too far. Yeah, and then they're love, like, "What? What happened?" He's like, "Fuck it." I mean, it was really far. <laughs> I love the subtle jabs that they said at him because I do love that thing where he said, "We don't." He was like, "Why do you think we would go to hell? It's not like we kill people." Yeah, and they they keep pointing out that he is the one that killed them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let him forget. No, they don't. And they so have now, the whole thing about how they need to, he needs to figure out what the hand is doing. Yeah, so they, they realize that the hand is doing it on its own. And they're like, I don't know. Who, who can we ask about the devil? Or who knows about Satan? And for whatever reason, they say because their neighbor, Randy... Randy to, likes to listen to heavy metal, which is all that heavy though. He was listening to Quiet Riot. Yeah, he, yeah, he, and he had a Quiet Riot T-shirt on, as you'll see in the next scene. I'm like, really, man? Like, well, even when Anton goes to ask him, he's like, it's just like music. It's just louder. Like, yeah. <laughs> he explains it to him. So, he's like, there's yeah. nothing inherently evil for, about it. For whatever reason, he's their local authority on Satan. So they track him. Uh, Anton tracks him down at the Burger Jungle, where so he just walks on to a new job at the Burger Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when he grabs one of the twins', the twins fucking uh, uniforms yeah, that the was uniforms. out on the memorial thing. The and hat. just throws it and on. And just, just walks in and is like, hey, break time, guy. And he's like, all right, man. Yeah, the guy from Blink-182. Did you, did you see I him? I did see him, yes. I told you. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, all right, well, he just takes over and is like, tell me what you know about Satan. I'm like. He's, he's like, it's just music, but louder. Like, there's nothing wrong. And he's like, I'm desperate, man. And so he drives around. And well, then, well, the one thing that I liked was when the person who was waiting on their food was like, "Come on, asshole! You just throw." He's like, "Here, yeah, here!" And he here. throws the fucking thing. <laughs> and then that's when he pulls up to him when he asks him about that whole thing and asks him about what he knows about heavy music, heavy metal music. And that's when he says, "Oh, it's just music, like Mozart and who's that other dude? Beethoven." Beethoven, yeah. And so he goes around to the drive-thru and he's talking to Anton and he's like, "You know, I don't, he's like, my hand's doing stuff I can't." You know, I, I can't control it. And I used to get into a lot of trouble, Anton, but then I started working on the Ford. Yeah. And, and he's like, idle hands are the devil's playground. And so naturally, just like his mother, he goes home to be a nervous knitter. He starts knitting. Mm-hmm. He and grabs the, her. And the friends, again, being awesome that they are, start giving him shit for the fact that he's actually knitting. Oh, yeah. And I love that scene where the head is getting high. Like... Penub's sitting there with his head in his lap and he's getting high and it's like just coming out of 
the bottom part of the head, and the head is upside down. So I did not just... notice that. I'm gonna have to go yeah. rewatch. I did not notice that. I love that scene. And some more '90s Rob Zombie music. Oh and yeah, they're, 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 now Living Dead Girl wasn't that what it was? It was oh, Dragula. Dragula. They're listening to it was. Dragula. Back when Rob Zombie still made good music. Yeah, before and, he started making. And they were listening movies. to that shit loud enough that for... they had a noise complaint. Somebody called the two cops in this town. <laughs> Who are actually doing some police work no, now. Well, maybe they finally got to that call because there's mm. only two of them in there. Yeah. So. so they decide to break through the door. Yep, they go in and then they shoot Penub's head because he out. talks. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, they're moored meats. And I was like, what the fuck is a moored meat? They freaked out because they saw these dead things and- I loved how they shot him in the head. Yeah, they he's shot like, him. Ow. And it's so funny because he's like, well, I was going to tell you to do what they say, but now, fuck it, kill like, him. Fuck it, kill him. <laughs> his, his friends turned really good, like, kill these guys. Anton is all about going to jail. Anton wants this over, well, he, and he's knitting still just to keep his hands busy, and he's like, cuff me. Well, he rationalized it. If I go to jail, I get thrown in an insane asylum and straitjacket. I can't hurt anybody. Yeah. So. Throw me in jail. And so he's trying to get them to cuff him. And they're like, put down the knitting needles. And he's like, no, I, I can't. can't. Just cuff me. I love how they went back and forth with the cuff me, no, yeah. Yeah. They kept going back and forth with that. Yeah, cuff me, drop it, cuff me, drop it. Like, back and forth, back and forth. And then the, the hand gets free. The, the hand, hand grabs free. the knitting. The, the hand grabs the knitting needles and puts it right through the head through the ear Which, of these are one my of the two cops. favorite kills of the movie. Yes. The needle through the ear. And the hangover prank gone bad with the taser. Yeah, to the, the taser to the face, taser face. And I love how after he kills them, like Anton's not okay with it, but his friends are cheering for him. I believe one says, "Go, go, Buffalo." <laughs> I don't yeah, even I know was, where that came from. He that says, was awesome. oh, I, "I was looking that up because there, there is a okay." Listen, per IMDb, when Anton kills the two police officers, Penub shouts out, "Go, go, Buffalo." This is a reference to a deleted scene in which Anton remembers the two police officers as the head and ass of the school mascot, uh-huh. Go Go Buffalo. That's where they well, came from. So that makes it even better. So they, they didn't cut that out, but they cut out the other part. So apparently like, when he met them, he's like, yeah, I remember you guys were seniors when I was you know, a freshman. freshman. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, he probably went into a little bit more. Like, yeah, you, were, you were the buffalo. Yeah. So, so Anton's that makes more had... sense it's just a random go go buffalo. Yeah, it is. is. It's that? just random. And it's so like. It's such a quick cut, too. You're it's like, It's such what a the joyous, fuck? like, like what the victorious yell. <laughs> like, he does it so perfectly. He's like, yeah, go, kill go, those fuckers. And so Anton has had enough He's like, of I'm this done. hand. He's like, I can't keep doing this. And then he gets that crazy look in his eye and runs off to the kitchen. Idea. Ding. (laughs) Eureka. Light bulb. Mm -hmm. Light bulb. So the next thing we see him is he has his hand in the bagel cutter. It's the the bagel bagel guillotine. guillotine. (laughs) And they make the joke about how... It won't even cut my bagels. Yeah, it won't even cut my bagels. And Anton tries it anyway. And you can see this coming from a mile away. It doesn't do a damn thing. No. And so he asks Mick to hand him the electric knife, and Mick gives us a wonderful horror movie reference. (laughs) <laughs> oh, look at me, look at me, I'm Leatherface Thanks, Mick <laughs> I love that because it's such a classic horror movie And to just throw a reference in there And it's a completely made up reference, obviously Because Leatherface doesn't say any lines <laughs> But it's and hilarious And the thing about that, though It was an electric knife that was plugged in Yes, <laughs> so eventually yeah, so, so as soon as he took his first step It was like, oh, yep. it's not plugged in anymore 
And so, so since that didn't work, they come up with another thing. Yep. Anton pulls out a giant knife and he's like, I'm just going to do this. And he starts trying to chop the hand off, but the hand fights back and moves. And Panab is like, I can't watch this. So he picks up his head and turns it around so he doesn't have to watch what's and about Seth to go Green down. again giving him shit. You missed. And so he finally realizes he's like, Panab, bite down. So he puts the hand in Panab's mouth and Panab says, don't cut me, man. <laughs> Again, these guys are awesome. They this. have yeah. so A many lot. quotes in this movie that you can use in so many different ways. But and I have. I've used so many of these quotes over time. The little lines in the movie are awesome just because of that. Don't cut me, man. <laughs> so he finally manages to cut the hand off. And he thinks, oh, I'm over this. Finally. I'm free. But then uh, Mick is like, Bring in the iron. He's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, like, I don't gotta, know. We gotta cauterize how... the wound. So we gotta man. cut her with the wound, don't you? Or we gotta stop the blood flow, don't yeah. you? Watch he's ER. Like, and he's like, "Hey, we've got a first aid kit at Penub's house." In which Penub's like, "And burritos, and burritos. And burritos. because the head is hungry." You know, when you don't have a stomach attached to it, you still get hungry. So, so they just leave. I just love those. So yeah, scenes. I know they're so fun. They, they have so many great lines in those films. They leave, and Anton has a moment where he's like, "I'm getting a little woozy, man," and sits down for a second, and then notices the hand is no longer where basically it was. has he, a mind of its own. He writes the hand, longer. writes in blood. Yeah, he wrong, wrong move. move, bad move. I thought it was bad move. Well, either bad way, move. bad move, yeah. Anton. Yeah, bad move, Anton. Written in blood on the floor, and then Anton's like, "Oh fuck!" and he gets back up. Like, Oops. Then the doorbell rings, and he's having this hand fight, and it's Molly coming over to be like. It's time for it's the dance. It's time for the dance, blah, blah, blah. He's having this whole fight and ends up getting the hand and doing uh, what I call the gremlin's microwave thing, mm. where he throws yes. the hand in, turns the microwave on, and is like, yeah, fucker, take that. Take that. I got you. And You're then at this now. point, Molly's trying to come in, and he runs to the front door and basically pushes her out again, closes the door, and then she, what I wrote down, like, She's giving him fucking boyfriend tips already. Like, well, if you needed more time, like you could have told me or could have called me, blah, blah, blah. She knows like, who he is. She knows that he needs specific directions. And that by only knowing him for a couple days and a couple hours, she already knows. They've exactly lived who she across is. the street from each other. They haven't for talked, seven though. Years. They haven't talked. He sits behind her in biology. You saw her, or you saw him when he gave her book back. He had something that was of hers and he still couldn't talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> but she knows who he is. Okay, yeah, so she understands that he needs specific directions about being a boyfriend. Yeah, but so they're, while the they're not so, even dating, man. So while Molly and Anton are talking, Peanut and Mick come back with the... Antiseptic and an, burritos. No, no, just that. And the band-aids that don't go, uh, the, go out. The no-ouch kind. The no-ouch <laughs> kind, that's right. That's what they say. Oh, also, fun fact. The handwork done in this film when it wasn't attached to Devin Sawa is also done by the actor who did the thing in the Adams family. His name was Christopher Hart. So then they decide we're hungry so we can't find Anton and cook the burritos and they look at the microwave and they're like, ew. And they're like, ew, shouldn't we clean it? And he's like, yeah, and while we're at it, we'll just clean the whole fucking house. Which was an awesome line by (laughs) Seth Green. Like, we clean that. That's typical teenager. Like, I don't care how dirty it is. I don't fucking live here. I used to quote that so, so much. Like, that was one of my main quotes. I'd be like, well, while we're at it, why don't we just clean the whole fucking house? <laughs> like, I used to say that all the you time. You know what? I think I'm going to start using that you too. Should. When anybody tells me to clean something, it's like, well, why don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I always say, well, one. why don't I just do everything? Yeah. No, I, I quote this movie specifically. So while on their quest for burritos, they inadvertently let the hand out. 
and it flies out the window, crashing through the windows, and they're just like, meh. <laughs> it happened so quick, maybe they didn't know what the fuck it was. And then they, they just throw care. the burrito they in the care. microwave and go about their business. So Anton comes back and says, sees them eating burritos and pissed off at him. I was like, hey, there was only two of them. It's like, you, left the, you let the hand out. Again, the idiocy of the friends that made him awesome was the fact that they didn't think that they let the hand out they were more worried about their burritos and him yeah being and that off. going back to the the microwave scene i love that he nukes the hand and you get the little like pops of blood as it it's comes out like the little and... bubble yeah like the bubble boil under the skin like I you can just see really it's deteriorating like like all the little pieces and sizzling out and it's just a really great gory scene that's done really well so they and... realize okay now we need to get to the dance how do we get to the Well, dance? first, they eat their burritos. Yes, they do. They eat their burritos and... Oh, Mitch finally has enough of, what's his face, Peanut not being able to... Yes, carrying he finally he gets, has enough he about the head of. and he decides he's going to fix it with a... Looks like tongs. No, no, no not tongs. It's a fork. Poker. It's like a, yeah, like a, a grill fork or something. Yeah. Ingenuity. Yeah, so Ingenuity. Fork head. Fork head, yeah. So he fixes them on there and then he passes them a burrito and you get to see the burrito again as it comes out the, the wind. And, and the and universal lesson of duct tape fixes I don't everything. know what they use for that, but it looked like apple butter or something. Yeah. It was just gross looking. It looked like, you know, that fa- that chili that you can get at gas stations that comes out of the thing? Like you just yeah. push it and it comes out. <laughs> you know what I, I'm talking about? Oh, Next to the cheese? Yeah, that's flashbacks. what it looks like. It comes in that big bag. Yeah, like, that's like, that's what it looked like. Just chili and cheese should mm-hmm. not be disposable, especially at the gas station. <laughs> no. That's what it looks like. But yeah, great job, art department. Yes. So (laughs) So as they're figuring out what they're going to do, we get to the bowling alley where Sister Liquor is trolling for hand is what I said, because he's looking at everybody's hand while they're playing, while they're bowling or just kind of sitting there. So she's looking for a lazy guy. Well, with, well, with idle hands. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess the bowling alley is where you'd start. No, that's because that's where the the maid, oh, wait, well, the barmaid no, no. was murdered. Bar, yeah, the, the barmaid. barmaid was yeah. murdered. Because yeah, it was alley. it was bowling, 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 bowling. Because I'm thinking she went to bowling to try to find it. Because obviously you can't find the mail. Well, why would you go where someone was already murdered? Well, that's that just her first sense. step. That's her. Well, she couldn't find the. Well, I guess it personally. worked out in the end. She's yeah. like, all right. Well, if I can't find the hand here, maybe I'll bowl a few frames, get some drinks, and kind of call it a night. And let's get started tomorrow. So she's at the bowling alley and. Randy comes up to her, and she you can see by her face, she clearly understands what Randy's looking for. <laughs> and so she says yes to a drink, and they go sit down, and Randy asks what brings her to Bullen. Really? Yeah. Okay. Here it goes. I come from a long line of Druidic priestesses sworn to fight a certain evil force that possesses the laziest fuck-up it can find. It will kill as many people as possible. And then drag a free soul into the netherworld. So conveniently, Randy does know somebody whose hand has been acting up. Because Anton was like, hey, my hand is doing things I don't want it to do. Yeah. So, hey, I was at the burger jungle today. And after, you know, I had a really weird tasting milkshake. (laughs) But Anton told me that there was a his hand was doing things it didn't want him to. So he's a lazy bastard. So she yells at him, take me to this loser. Anton and his buddies still looking for the hand and they go out back they go back to the backyard and discover a message has been left by the hand for Anton and it says she's mine and it's written in blood on the fence so naturally Anton knows that he's the hand is going after Molly 
So he goes back into it and tell his friends, like, we need to get to the dance. They're like, eh. And then we have another. The, the hands off. It's it's not your it's not your problem anymore. It's not, you need to take a little Anton Let's time. Have some Anton time. Relax. <laughs> they try to get him to get stoned. And this is the one time he doesn't want to get stoned. And he starts to try to make a speech. And Mick cuts him off. And it's another great quotable line. It says, no, no, no Kevin Costner speeches. Let's just go. It really is because I think it was it was supposed to be like Anton's coming of age story. It was like yeah, another cliche. Yeah, but I've, I've his friend a... has no fucking time for it. He's like, nope, I don't want to hear it. Let's just go. If we're going. <laughs> I, I just love little nuances that they have. They, yes, they're they're key plot progressors. Mm-hmm. That's and the one thing and they like. make fun of their own movie and the own their and their own cliches that they're using in this film which so is they decide great. we need to get to the dance Let, yeah let's get there and they go to steal randy's truck and they're like oh no keys and i love that when they pull the visor down and seth green is like well that was lucky yeah. <laughs> another like, it really is he's just like no one fucking does that in nobody Who leaves them that? out there even in 2019 that we are we're in yeah people st- nobody's still gonna do that it's but still, i don't get it so yeah. now we see the hand is uh I wrote kiss, kissing, kiss, because you got the two uh, the two kids making out, and another, they're both dressed. They're both dressed as a another kiss horror characters. cliche, by the way. But making out or dressing up as kiss? No horror cliche. <laughs> they're making out and what they're about to do. And why, if she's in high school, are we seeing boobs? And I also wrote, you couldn't feel another hand. She yeah. does. <laughs> she doesn't feel it. She for doesn't first. feel it at first because he's got the two hands on the boobs, and then. The idle hand is in the middle of both boobs. Yeah, and I'm like, you would, it's very weird. You would feel that, and then all of a sudden, um, like, you don't even see her death. You just see her, well, the hand grab her neck. And snaps it, you hear it. You hear the snap, and then yeah. the guy, you just see exploding blood again. Again, yeah. the the director of this film loves that practical effect of the blood splattering everywhere. Like, it's got a splat. It's good. It works. It does work for this film very well, because it's a tongue-in-cheek thing. Like, no, it's nobody's another, another blood splat, is coming out like another that. Another splat kill. Yeah. And so we get inside to the dance, and we get the we get to the high school dance, and see why the fuck do they have a band? Like what high school? The offspring. Alone, alone the offspring. <laughs> what high schools have fucking bands that play? Like, this is one of those things that Hollywood thinks that happens in Middle America, or like, just yeah, in well, no, children's. It's, it's it's like look how cool these people are in this movie. There's Not just band. Middle America. It's just the cliche that Hollywood has is that a live band will be playing a dance in some weird no name town. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking you. You always had a weird DJ that was like you know the history teacher's fucking nephew or. Something. I'm sure that's trying to, you know, do something with his life. Yeah. A and friend it was, of a friend. It was never a band. It was the DJ. Like, we always had DJs. There was no band. Well, it's like any band that you would get to actually play a high school dance would not be very good. No. I feel like it would be, it would be like the shop teacher's uh, band that he does on the weekends. Like, what the fuck? Um, Scrantonicity? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking Joe Caputo and uh, oh, like yeah. Side Boob. Or what side, boob side Boob and boob. Orange is the New Black. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Yeah. That, that kind of band is what you would get in a fucking high school dance another fun fact about this scene is that jim was the same jim that was used in buffy the vampire slayer movie and jawbreaker so if it looks familiar that's why they just recycled a lot of these uh, they did they recycled a lot of things but it works because they're all familiar and you feel like it's familiar you know something's about to go down in this gym and i love though the the friend that was her name katie i think tanya tanya Tanya. Mm -hmm. where the fuck i don't know where you got katie (laughs) Um, I think that's her real name, actually. Mm. So Tanya sees Penub and Megan's like, "Oh my god, I love your makeup!" Like, who did your makeup? Like, they're like, well, I guess Anton did it. So now we get the hand that finally makes its way into 
the school. Yep, and it stumbles upon a very pervert principal. Well, he started off because he's on the phone trying. You hear him complaining, and you don't know where it's going, but you find that he's pissed because the call-in sex line is declined. His... No, they got the wrong number. They had the wrong credit card yeah. number, That's so he was. wasn't getting his phone sex fast yeah. enough. <laughs> Hey, he's an adult. <laughs> he can do what he wants. At school in the principal's office while you're supposed to be chaperoning a dance? Well, he got bored. <laughs> yeah, he got bored. And isn't the dance so that everybody can be safe like together and people can watch them? <laughs> yes, yeah, strength in numbers. Everyone inside the dance is, is watching out for each other. So he, if anything, it's his own fault that he gets murdered because he got away from the pack. It's yes. true. And it, I also take umbrage with the fact that he didn't feel that hand crawling up his leg. So pervert principal gets it right in the gut. Dick Dietrich. <laughs> Old character, he's the. And then we see Debbie oh, and yeah. Debbie I, and Randy arrive call, at the dam. I called his death the hand job kill. <laughs> so Debbie, Debbie and Randy get to the dance, and they find Randy's Ford, which is still in pristine condition, which Randy is happy about, but he's not happy that Anton took it. Yeah, he wants to kick his ass. They, we next see that the hand has found a pencil sharpener. And has given himself An claws. pencil sharpener. And he's got razor sharp claws now. Again, you can really see that this is somebody who's done, like with the hand, you can see that it's somebody who's done hand acting before. <laughs> <laughs> the accomplished you know hand I mean? actor. Yeah, I mean, he was the thing. Or he was thing. So you get the same kind of movements in just a little creepier form. But it still works. What they do, like, obviously that actor had you know, done it before with green arm stuff, you know what I mean? And yeah. was used to everything, so. So now we get Anton running around the school, frankly trying to find Molly. And he stumbles upon Debbie, who's like, I can help you, I know what you need. And she's like, this, and it's a knife. And she's like, die! She, yeah, that, her, her <laughs> druid Kandarian dagger oh, yes. of, of death that's gonna, and then well, uh, she was Randy's car- like, fuck him up, Debbie! Fuck him up, Debbie! I love that too. She was like. carrying that thing around and it looked like a book from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, well, and she gotta, opens you, you it. You can't just openly carry yeah. the fucking, especially when you're at a high school and like there's a murderer in the fucking town. It's not like you can be like, and again, no fucking security. If no you're, like, security. These two, <laughs> these two actual fucking adults just walk into the high school dance. One Someone of them le- yeah, they leave the truck just in the middle of the fucking like you know lane to get out of the parking lot or whatever. And no one's no one's watching shit. Like, no. The funny thing that I found about the parking lot is they had just wet it down because did you notice how it was wet and all the time? Oh, any it's scene outside is wet. Any ground scene is like ninety percent is it, wet. It makes the ground look better in movies. Yeah. And any cinematographer always you've had asphalt, they wet it. Okay. Any movie. Mm-hmm. And so they Debbie finds out that. He's cut his hand off well, and yeah, he's like, oh shit. Yeah, he's like, loose? look at my nub, yeah. bitch. Like, the hand is gone. So she's pissed off because now she he let it loose. Yeah. And so she, he's like, it's fine. I let it loose. And she's like, no, it's going to take your girlfriend to hell at midnight. And he's like, oh, great. We have time. And she's like, no, it's six minutes to midnight. Druid well, time. He looks at, I thought what was, <laughs> what was funny to me is when he looked at the clock, he's like, oh, it's I'm not even yeah, it's a little bit after, you know, around nine o'clock or whatever, you know. And she's like, oh, look at my druid watch. Yes. It's got a little flip up thing. So, you know, it's a real druid. Well, you watch. Gotta, you got to hide that. You can't have druid time in plain view. And it's like, so funny because he's just like druid time okay <laughs> like we got six yeah, what's what's the what's the ratio <laughs> what's of the pacific change, time yeah. to uh to druid time because yeah, i'm like is it just eastern knows. time because like it was almost nine and she said midnight so so they head back into the dance into the main part of the dance where panab is making out with tanya and mick is like that is illegal <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wrote down that's Ill- it's illegal and, you know for them 
And she An- gets to know. Anton and Debbie and Randy all get back to the, the gym and Anton goes to try to stop the dance and explain what's going on and he grabs the mic and gives his whole hocus pocus spiel. Another cliche. He tells everybody you're going to die. Go I, I didn't see hocus pocus. I saw Encino Man where he's like, he's a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you they pan back over to the friends and it's like, it's true. His hand killed us yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We're dead. <laughs> he's not lying. We're and Penub's like, yeah, slice me up real good. <laughs> Let's make it. So the crowd's not buying it. They start throwing shit at him. Nope. And Offspring pushes him out the way and's like, "Let's well, get not going." Offspring, just Dexter, just the one. Just man. Dexter, one in the whole band. And then scalped. He gets scalped by the he hands. Get, he got his his muffin cap. He they peeled his the muffin cap back, back blue. blue. Nobody gets that reference unless they you will. explain they it. They will. They will. <laughs> so now everybody's in panic mode because yep, the hand goes all Carrie White so on things, is knocking it's shit off very, the ceiling. Very very Carrie-esque yes. in that whole scene. Everyone's trying to get out. The same thing. It's very Buffy too because it like says. The same gym, and they go after him. You see the windows breaking out. It's very familiar. It's all the same place. And I love that when uh, everyone's frantically trying to get out, and Molly and Tanya are like, let's get out of here. No, they're like, let's get out of here. And Molly's like, what about Anton? And her friend's like, fuck Anton. Let's get the fuck out of here. I mean, he'll be fine. (laughs) This dude just got scalped. I don't give a shit about Anton right now. Self-preservation mode. Who cares about anybody else? And so they go into the air vent, the ridiculous oversized air vent. Another movie <laughs> cliche. It's not it's not even like a horror movie cliche. Like that's it's almost just a like a movie an, cliche. An action movie or it was very nineties where like there's a huge fan. Yeah, with this, this giant vent. vent in this high school. We like that doesn't that. make sense. We need this to stop this. We industrial need to stop size. The fan. Yeah. So we see Molly and Tanya, Tanya moving very slowly, talking about boys as they're going through this air vent. Well, there's well, something murderous out there trying to kill them. She had a whole, there's something about Peneva never noticed before. Yeah. Like, what, his dead? Is that what you noticed? Because that's what you should have noticed. And so then we the... see that Penub and Mick are following Tanya and Molly through the giant air vent. And Penub is not happy about being in the air vent for Anton. He's kind of pissed about it. But then they hear Tanya scream and he's like, oh, it's Tanya. Let's go get her. Let's go save her. Let's go save her. <laughs> he can play hero and so then mick starts giving him shit and i love that his bottle gets stuck in the vent <laughs> and he's like well this sucks because <laughs> like you wouldn't think about that if you've only had it in your head for a day and a half you know what I mean? you would forget it would take some getting used to yeah it so you would hit it on thing Feature. and they get to the fan they get to the fan they get to the giant fan and you know molly's just so resourceful she takes a shoe and shoves it right into that fan she knew exactly <laughs> that, yeah what that to was do. just crackerjack <laughs> timing that she just put it in there and that the fan didn't rip the fucking shitty shoe, shoe in half, half. and yeah. where did she get the rope from I it, never... was, it was it the, was the um, it was Tanya's whip. part of her costume. Yeah, she had was a whip. It? it was a whip that yeah. she had. Because I didn't notice it What the fuck was her costume? Because I thought it was like a, a devil. Hat, but devil. I guess she was like some devil thing. Yeah, she was a devil with the whip. I don't know. But I, okay. So ingenuity that she does is she uses that to climb down. To climb they realize down. realize it is too far of a drop to go down. Yep. But Tanya's scared. Tanya doesn't want to go down. And so she's taking her sweet ass time. Even though she knows, she says, it's going to get me and I'm going to die up here. Then bitch, move. Move. Just go. <laughs> Again, self-preservation. You might get a broken ankle, but your ass will still be alive. But naturally, the hand gets there fast and takes poor Tanya out, and Tanya hits the fan. Literally. Literally. She literally hits the fan. Fan kill is what I call I put Tanya hits the fan. <laughs> Blood spatters everywhere. Everywhere. Then... All over poor friend Jessica Alba, who is standing underneath the fan. And we see Peanut and May finally roll up and see that she's been chopped to bits. And they see says, the, the remains. Yeah. They see this remain, and Mick says, I'm not going through all this, Tanya. Go back. 
<laughs> and he's like, man, I was going to get me some. He's like, you still could. You still could. You, you want to so, go back and get, get some? Piece. Yeah. You still get a piece. Go back and grab a piece. And so, so then, we see Molly escape down into the ceramics room. The art, she's the in like the part. weird art room. And she's like, we're like, oh. Yeah. Well, she gets hit in the head. She gets hit in the head. And she goes, oh. And falls Yeah, that's what it was. It was like, oh. So and then we see that they're in some weird art room. So Anton finds the, an evil puppet with the hand inside, and he knows it has taken Molly. So he's trying to fuck up the the puppet. And then that's when Mick and Penub come through the ceiling and he's hit beating and, the hell out of it again. And you, yeah. just when you think he was yeah, gonna get the upper I, hand on it, they come crashing. The down. upper hand. <laughs> <laughs> I put creepy puppet from hell versus one arm stoner. Yes. And so naturally they let it out and he gets pissed. He gets again. pissed. He's like, like you, you let guys it let escape. it out again. And he's we're like, here. well, fuck you then. And yeah, we're here for you, buddy. Well, fuck you then. And Anton says, you know what? You guys can't crash my house tonight. Then. <laughs> like, and that's what pisses them off. Finally. He does. So they turn around and then they hear Molly scream, a blood curdling scream, which is probably her best acting work in this film. And they realize she's in the shop. So they go to the auto shop. Yeah, she's she's strapped down to like the Blues Brothers car from the fucking. Yes. Here's my question. And the evil puppet is raising her into a pentagram on the ceiling. Here's my question with the hand. How the hell was he able to drag her all the way over there, let alone throw her on top of a car? See, this is what I'm saying. He's murdering everyone. He's he's got the devil strength or whatever. He's got Mm -hmm. the evil behind him. And maybe he's got magic. I mean, who the fuck knows, right? But He's got a lot of shit to do. Like he's able to kill these people. He's able to fly he, out of the fucking microwave. Like well, the, the other, hand's got his shit. That, but he again, that, he couldn't go pick up an eyeball. The hand's yeah. been doing this for a long time. Yeah, right? The been, hand but, knows what it's fucking doing. But the other thing that they made clear was they had six minutes till midnight. This is the longest six minutes ever. Yes, it was a yes, very long, very six long six minutes. minutes. But we see the evil puppet who is no longer just a regular puppet. He now has evil eyes because the yes. hand is inside yes. of him. And again, Anton starts getting into a fight with him. <laughs> he is trying to bring the car back well, see, down the, the hand is overpowering anton so see that's how strong the fucking evil hand is he's overpowering the, his friends the, too the hand lived through the fucking microwave like it's been it's been doing some shit all right the hand knows what it's fucking doing mm-hmm. so now what we got going on is the hand is trying to slowly crush molly on the pentagram that he what drew on the on the ceiling yep and the boys are trying to stop him but then mick something catches mick eyes <laughs> Something hidden under a sheet. Yep, and he goes and he says, those auto shop boys are true artists. And you see find Mighty, Mighty Joe Bong. Mighty Joe Bong. Joe Bong. Which Pino claims that he made. He does. And they immediately drop helping Anton, you know, save this woman's life and start getting high. <laughs> like, I need some spinach. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Pinup needs a spinach. So Anton actually does something smart, is he actually starts getting high, but he's not getting high in the sense of what you think he's doing. Nope, he's just yeah, taking you're a finally, huge hit. You're finally having some Anton time. Yeah, <laughs> his friends think that he's just relaxing. Which Molly gets pissed off. He's like, really? You're going to get high with your friends? You're getting stoned with your friends? Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah literally. So he gets the hand baked. Which lets baked. up, which lets off the 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 lever that was yeah. crushing Molly. Well, it very is, very slowly. It by the is way, is the devil's lettuce, guys. So naturally, it would affect the hand. <laughs> the hand is a what does he say? He's like a one hit chump. Yeah, he's a lightweight. Yeah. So we get the hand high. And so it it lets up enough to where Anton can stop the car from raising. And they're like, yay, we did it. Good job, guys. Marijuana saves. Yes, again, marijuana saves the day. But yet. And then Molly's like, I'm still up here, goddammit. We try to get her down, but we see the hand. The puppet. The puppet. Is stuck in. And naturally, when Anton does get the puppet high, the the puppet gets high. His eyes get bloodshot and roll back into his head. 
course. <laughs> so he's incapacitated for just a little bit, comes to his senses when we see Sister Liquor come through and see where everybody's at, and she has her dagger in tow. Yep, and, and the, the hand hand's the hand's flying again. Flying through the air, classic. You can't kill the villain. She chucks or she throws the dagger at said hand. So the one of the again, another funny part in the movie, which I loved, was even Seth Green, after it gets impaled, it just poof and disappears. Yeah, and he's like, That's a little anticlimactic, don't you think? Like, that's it? No, no fire, explosions, no explosions, no fire, none like, of that. Like, that's it. I like, mean, I'm glad everybody's okay, but <laughs> So then Anton takes the knife out of Mick and cuts Molly's rope. And then they're making out underneath the car, which seems she, safe. She, like, shoves him under that car. Well, she was under there and, like, they pulls started, him back. Yeah, she pulls him or whatever and is like, let's make out. Like, I almost died and you saved me. And it's she, so like, hot. pushes him back in there. And Debbie goes to have ritualistic sex with Randy. Well, yes. her job is done. Her yeah. job is yeah, done. It's done. time for ritualistic she sex now. It's druid time. It's druid time. <laughs> it's druid sexy time is what wink, it is. <laughs> They're making out under the car, and Molly gets out from under the car, and Mick and Penub are still trying to get high. And Mick accidentally shoved. hits Penub with Mighty Joe Bong and shoves him back into the, the handle that was moving the car up and down, and the car instantly comes down on top of Anton Which and makes crushes a joke him. He's, <laughs> I love Mick's reaction because he screams, Sweet Jesus. <laughs> he screams, Sweet Jesus, and then he's also like, That should have come down that fast. No, Penub goes, Okay, that wasn't my fault. That thing should have come down a lot slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, those two were awesome. They <laughs> are. They just make fun of the movie that they're in, and it's awesome. So now that's when we finally so, get yes, Heaven shows up and... Anton is apparently dead because they ask him because Mick was like you know they start walking and they're like you coming Anton and then we get that uh, the white the, the, the white, white out the white, white out. fade out and just so dreamy looking and then so now at the hospital on. we now get the reveal that Peanut and Mick and Mick come are back now as guardian, guardian angels. angels. Because clearly to, Anton needs some guidance. And their job is to make sure that he doesn't fuck up. And yeah, like, oh, like, we're, we're your guardian angels. And so Mick and Penub are true to themselves, even as guardian angels, and they decide they're going to play one last prank they on Anton. fuck with Anton. And they write, I'm under your bed, which is the rule of three. So the third time we see it. So yes, it was a good prank. It was a end. good prank. Great prank. And they also have another callback, because when Anton cuts off his hand earlier, Penub mentions how he screams like a girl. And mm, Mick, yeah. Mick's closing line is like, you're right, Anton does scream like a girl. <laughs> so they're still ribbing him even in the afterlife. And that's it. And that's the movie. That's yep. the movie. So final thoughts? I love this movie. I love everything about this movie. Like I said, I I've quote I grew up quoting this movie. I saw it for the first time when I was in eighth grade, summer I think, maybe. I don't remember. But it was a long ass time ago. But I have loved this movie since I first saw it. It's fun. It's got all the two thousands and nineties music that a little metalhead like me loves and I just love it. So for me, initially I I was on the fence about it, but now that I've seen it multiple times within the past what month, I have grown to love this movie more because of just everything that it is. It's all of the 2000s and 90s all rolled up into one. The comedy, the deaths, everything. I'm starting to fall in love with this movie just because of what it is. And to me, now it's becoming a cult classic to, my, to something where I might need to see this once a year. It definitely is a must-viewing each Halloween. Uh, it's It's got some great kills. The, the death scenes, the blood splatter, um, all of it really is more than you would expect from a comedic horror movie like this. And like like I said, I think they started out making one movie and ended up with this movie. 
because as we see in like the uh the alternate ending. The alternate ending and you know the explanation from the director that he was saying like you know this was the original ending but it just didn't fit with the movie that we ended up making so we got it back together and made this new ending which is what is in the film it really is a good movie it's got comedy it's got gore it's got it's got cliche things in it that they make fun of in the movie so you can't go wrong with that if you were a teen in the late 90s early 2000s you have to watch this movie it's got all of your throwback jokes it's got all the actors you know and love from childhood very reminiscent of your childhood it very much is it's it's definitely one of those you can throw on it's a stoner movie and stoner movies are just fun and it's a stoner horror movie which makes it twice we need more stoner horror movies yes Yes, we do for sure so all right visit us and uh, we'll on our crowdfunding to make a next uh, (laughs) stoner horror movie maybe someday we can do that that's it for this week's episode be sure to visit us on our patreon page which is patreon.com backslash scary nerd you can also go to scarynerd.com to see more horror news and fun stuff there email us at podcast at scarynerd.com and if you subscribe to shutter and a joe bob fan the halloween hootenanny is this friday starting at 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern there's a three movie marathon that they're doing and scary nerd will be on twitter live tweeting that so please join us you can also check us out on facebook twitter and instagram have a good night everyone thank you bye we love you (laughs) 